0: Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And as the clock strikes uh, 8.04 here in the city of Seattle and its environs, we welcome you to another edition of Drive Time Radio, uh, the Northwest only show uh, that covers everything in the automotive world and believe you me by the time we get finished today believe you me i'll say it twice matter of fact i'll say it three times believe you me you will say boy that Vinny and that nathan they cover everything in the automotive world because we got a show today which was i think a bit unusual but yet will be as i always promise you on these shows informative and uh, you'll you'll go away from the show smarter than when you showed up. Or at least we hope that that is the end result of our show, because that's what we're here for, to educate and to have a little fun doing it. Been a good week. As, uh, you know, it's, it's summertime, the uh, new car introductions kind of slow down a bit. Uh, people get kind of caught up on things, go on vacation and all that kind of stuff, uh, the auto shows and stuff take a bit of a, a break and uh, we get ready for the football season and the baseball season, a wild week this week here in Seattle with the all-star game, um, uh, taking center stage. What a great event that was. And, uh, as I said, the Facebook post, and you can always follow me on Facebook and on Twitter and on threads at NY N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E. I, I suggest you follow me because I do post a lot of stuff during the week. Um, uh, if you think that the All-Star Game was cool, and many people do think that the All-Star Game is cool, wait till you are the um, participating city in a World Series. Because as crazy as the All-Star Game gets and all the stuff around it, uh, the World Series takes it to another level. And it's interesting because the World Series is purely focused on the game. Well, the All-Star Game is, you know, a lot of stuff, uh, ancillary stuff that, uh, you know, is not particularly focused on the game because that game doesn't count, which is a whole other thing. If this was a sports talk show, we'd get into that. But uh, I, I, I think the the day that Seattle eventually, and I think it's, it's closer than a lot of people think, and further away than a lot of other people think, uh, when a Seattle does host the World Series or is a participant in the World Series, that this town is just going to go nuts. It's just uh, that, that big and that cool of a sporting event. And I listen, I've been in cities, you know, where World Series have been and where the two teams have been in the city have been in a World Series. That's happened to me a couple of times, once in the Bay Area and once in uh, New York in 2000. And it's, it's when you can, when you can turn a city like New York on its ear, you know, that you you got an event, you know, that you got something that's going on and that's exactly what it does. So uh, congratulations to the Mariners on that and to major league baseball and to, to Seattle for shining, um, and it's environs, you know, shining, uh, on a, on the world stage. Once again, it was nice to see, uh, you know, nice to see that. All right, let's get into cars, because that is mainly what we're about here, although we do talk about life on this show. And coming up a little bit later in the program, we're going we're gonna to delve into, if you ask a guy what their first car was, and again, there are exceptions. So I'm saying guy and I'm saying girl or, you know, woman as a generalization. But if you ask a guy what their first, let's, Let's have an example. Nathan, what was your first car?
1: Uh, something that we call it as kids, like a KET car. It was, had like little pedals and it had this lever. You could put it into neutral or in gear so you could pedal it around and use like right. a steering wheel.
0: Okay. So if you ask uh, a woman, a girl, what their first car was, what do you think action would be? What do you think you would, would hear?
1: Uh, If it's going to be the same answer to me, probably one of those little electric ones that you drive around, you know. uh, Like a Barbie car. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I have this past week because the movie Barbie is coming out, delved into the history of the Barbie car. Ooh. And have a little bit of information and and a little bit of fun stuff around the Barbie car. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. Uh, But we want to kick it off because I know that there's a lot of people this time of year this is a very popular time of year to go out and buy a car for your kid It's talking about first cars this is one of those uh, one of those rights of passage as a matter of fact a, a good friend of mine is in the process of doing just that right now uh, out there trying to buy a car for their uh, for their kid and you know you want you it's it's not as simple as it sounds now many families will just hand down the family car uh, to the youngster. And, you know, hopefully it's a big one and it's got some protection around it, some safety features. And, uh, you give the kid a bit of, um, I don't know, insurance that if they get into a situation, the car will be able to help them out somewhat. There's no substitute for experience, no substitute for education. And I, and, and I always tell people the best, Accessory you can buy a young driver for a car is spend whatever it is and go to a school, send them to a school that teaches defensive driving. Uh, it, it is money well spent. Uh, a weekend or two weekends at a school like that, a good defensive driving school, Will teach your child things that, that will will save their life in a situation. Will teach them how to be a smarter driver. And for you know a few hundred dollars investment, you have the um, at least the knowledge that your kid knows what to do in an emergency situation. Because when you teach them how to drive, it doesn't always work out like that. You know, uh, you're, you're talking about other things. You're trying to teach the kids, but you know what happens with kids. Uh, you know, they sometimes they just, when their parents tell them something, they don't uh, they they don't all the time listen to what their parents are telling them. When you they go to a school and they get that experience of getting behind the wheel on a track or on a uh, you know a, a, a skid pad or something like that. Uh, from a professional driver that's done this, they, you know, they they get more of a sense of 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 authority in it. From and again, nothing is absolute, but I, I I've always been a believer that uh, get the kids a defensive driving class is the best accessory you can get them. Teen drivers are four times more likely to crash than. Uh, drivers that are out of their teens four times more likely so it's four times the chance that your teenager is going to get into some kind of trouble that hopefully they will be able to get out of so of course you want to try to get things like safety equipment you want to try to get the you really don't want to buy your kid a new car i don't think i I think that's you know i mean i know some people do but i think that you know you got to start whether really, you could use car, let them learn how to operate it. Okay, so according to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety and other the people that measure the um, these cars, uh, measure the safety and the crash worthiness of these cars, uh, they put out a list. And let me give you, uh, there's a, I think it's a 15-car list. Let me. I'm going to start with uh, number 10. There's no particular order. But I thought that, uh, I thought number one was very interesting for reasons you'll see in just a second. Uh, but also we have uh, you, you know, uh, a, a good selection of cars here. And it's interesting to me that Mazda makes the list three times, which is, uh, is very interesting to me. All right, so the, the top 20 cars is a 20-car list. Uh, the 2015 to 2020 Toyota Sienna. Uh, I don't know if you want to put your kid in a minivan, but listen, when you're 18 or 16 or 17 and you got your driver's license, you're hot to drive. You'll drive anything, believe me. If you say, here, you know, take take this to school, believe me. No kid's going to go, oh, Dad, I don't want to go to school in that minivan. Uh, so the, the bad side of the minivan is, is having had a van when I was about 17 years old, You can take all your friends along, and you know that that's a recipe for trouble. Uh, If you can find one, the 2014 and newer Toyota Highlander is on the list. Great cars, bulletproof. It's just they're a lot of money. And, um, you know, Toyotas are going for a premium price right now. Uh, If you want to step up a little bit, number 18 on the list is the 2013 Plus or new Acura RDX. You know, again, a bulletproof car. In that, you know, when I say bulletproof car these days, I guess I got to make myself clear, right? It's not actually bulletproof, but what we mean is it's easy to maintain, low cost to maintain, and it's a great car loaded with safety features. That's, uh, maybe I should come up with a different term. The Nissan Murano makes the list at number 17, a plus, um, uh, you know, newer than 2015. 2014, a newer Mazda CX-5 great cars. It's a crossover has lots of room in it you can carry stuff in it you can take a couple of friends along and it's a Mazda and as um my good friend Nathan and I will tell you uh we love our Mazdas we're uh we're enamored with Mazda the Toyota RAV4 is in there again another car that um punches above its weight but it's they're hard to find good used ones are uh, you know command top dollar and if you can find a new one luck to you uh buy it and keep it in your garage as a collector's item but the rav4 comes in uh on the list the honda crv 2015 and newer again another car that uh is invulnerable uh you know honda is a great car great car to buy great car to have to get repaired because you don't have to get them repaired a lot they run great some of them uh, earlier ones had timing chain problems uh at some point but for the most part when when my daughter was born that's the car that we went out and got was a honda uh, because we wanted a, a good reliable car hyundai tucson is another car that's in there it's a it's a weird choice but I don't know. Right now, I might stay away from 2014 and uh, uh, new Hyundai Tucson's only because of the problems that they have been having with some of the engines. Uh, 2015 to 2018, Subaru Outback. Hey, Subaru, man. A, your kid will be a member of a club. They'll have to be looking to find their car in the high school parking lot. Here's another one that baffles me a little bit. Number 11 on the list. 2013 to 2015, Audi A6. Now, the reason it baffles me is because... These are great cars, very high-tech, very engineering-oriented. But if you have to get them fixed, a matter of fact, you can even buy them at a a decent price because people tend to shy away from them a bit because when you have to get them fixed, it's expensive. But safety-wise and, um, you know, coolness factor, You know, your your kid can probably do no better than pulling up to school in an Audi A6. A spectacular car, and I don't even know, like I said, that it belongs on this list. The Toyota Avalon, again, an invulnerable car. You know, Toyota now is the Chevy of old. It's a a car that's an all-purpose car that will take you wherever you want to go. The Avalon large, it's roomy, and I suggest you get a larger car for your kid for two reasons. Number one, safety. Number two, um, it teaches them how to maneuver a larger machine in things like traffic and, and in parking spaces and so on and so forth. So if they eventually graduate or move into a smaller vehicle, uh, there's a sense of how it's easier to handle, easier to drive. I always think uh, that that learning how to drive and driving a, a larger car when you first get your license helps you immensely uh, as you go through life. Uh, so the Toyota Avalon, the Mazda 6 makes the list the 2014 to 2018. Again, solid car, good feeling. It, uh, you know, it, it gives the driver a more connected feel to the road. And you know what? Uh, they Value is really, because the six, even though it was, uh, you you know, they stopped production on it, you can buy a good use Mazda six for around 10 grand, which is these days, a decent price. Number seven on the list is the Honda Accord 2013 and newer great car. Um, uh, You know, again, a car that that, you know, with Honda, you're getting value, you're getting uh, you're paying, you're going to pay a premium price but it's like buying a car that you can sleep at night when your kid is even it. it's safe. It's a solid car. It's easy to repair. There's lots of mechanics that repair them. If they get stuck in Pullman or on the way home from Pullman, there's a lot of mechanics between here and Pullman or, uh, Moscow, Idaho that fix them. So when the kids, if your kid goes over to Wazoo, um, if that's the, where they're going, you can find, uh, you know, somebody to fix that car. Um, You're probably going to pay around again, and it's another car that's around ten grand. But you can find buys for these cars. The Subaru Legacy has always been a top IIHS safety pick. As uh, you know, Subaru is one of the safest cars out there. Uh, You know, Volvo is maybe considered to be the safest, uh, but it's also very expensive. Subaru gives you a lot of that safety in a in a nicer package. You got all wheel drive. For you know, slippery climates where your kid may need some help driving that car, and you can buy that 2013 Subaru Legacy in good condition for you know under eight thousand dollars. There's a lot of them around. Here's one that's interesting, and and I think a great observation and a great buy: the 2013 Chevrolet Volt. It is a hybrid. It's gas and electric. It gets your kid. It'll. Go, I think, 40 miles or something like that on electric itself. Still has the gasoline, so it's safe if, you know, you run out of charge or something like that. And it's a safe car. And if you if you want to get your kid used to and accustomed to electric vehicles, this is a great way to go. I think a used Prius also should fall into that category too. But the Chevrolet Volt tends to be less money than uh a toyota just a you know a fact of life right now we get into the top five the kia nero plug-in hybrid again if you want to go electric this is a great way to go and you probably can buy these cars uh, a decent 2018 around sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars in that neighborhood and again remember prices can vary because of where you are and mileage and so on and so forth and again if you're buying a used car for your kid spend the extra money take it to a mechanic and have them look at the car have them check at the car facts and check it and make sure that you're getting what you're buying what you think you're buying uh there's a lot of cars that have been brought out here from flood places that have had floods and so on and so forth they They get them out here. If you see a car that has, you know, a Mississippi or something like that, uh, Alabama, something like that, um, history, you really want to investigate the car closely, especially if you're getting a hybrid, uh, because water and those electric parts don't mix. Now, that's it. That's all. The Toyota Corolla is another one that's on the list. Uh, Again, these are cars vulnerable, bulletproof, as I like to say. Uh, easy to repair. There's plenty of them around. Uh, they're sporty enough to where you, you know you can dress this thing up a little bit and have some fun with it in uh, you know the Dick's parking lot on Friday or Saturday night. And again, safe car. It has uh, one of the longest cars that have had the approval of the IIHS as far as safety in a in a long time. And you. And you know what's great about the Toyota Corolla? You, they're still out there in abundance with a manual transmission. And folks, I say this as a craggy old automotive driving veteran. Teach your kid how to drive stick. Um, then I don't know. To me, it's just a part of driving. Teach them how to drive stick. I'm going to teach my daughter how to drive stick uh, just because she was a more complete driver. Here's one that came out of left field, number three, 2014 to 2016 Ford C-Max Hybrid. Remember the, hy- the C-Max Hybrid? Yeah, I do. I actually thought it was a pretty good car and a, a Prius fighter. It, uh, it met the Prius toe-to-toe for uh reliability and value and everything like that gets about 39 miles per gallon according to the epa it's a hybrid it has a lot of room in it maybe it's not the um you know the greatest looking car on the list but it still looks pretty cool and your kid will have a car that not a lot of people have so if you can find a ford c max hybrid 2014 to 2016 a great car to take a take a look at. I agree totally with the IIHS on this one. The Kia Soul comes in at number two. Um I love the first line in this though, and I don't I don't think it's true necessarily, but it says despite its slight tendency to roll over. Well, any car that has that in its uh <laughs> its opening sentence probably should be on this list. I don't think I think the Kia rollover thing is a little overblown. Uh, to be honest with you, but any car that is taller than it is wide, that has that SUV configuration, has uh, more of a tendency than a regular car to roll over. It's physics. If you look on the sun visor, there's probably a sticker on it that says, caution, danger of rollover. And it's like a big thing with the uh, picture with the the car rolling over. But the uh, Kia Soul's, have uh you know they're not fast cars but it has a lot of personality and if you get one of the older ones with the speakers that that chug along to the music you know they light up according to the music that's on the radio your kid's going to be occupied for hours with that and you can buy them in the uh six to seven thousand dollar range uh solid used ones one and the number one car on this list Nathan, do you want to take any kind of guess at what this car is?
1: Oh, boy. Just trying to recap all the ones you went over and see what was missed. Uh, um, It's going to have to just say a Mazda 3 if you're asking me.
0: Well, Nathan, how right are you, man? You are getting an education on this show you couldn't buy in college. (laughs) Um, Um, Even though the IIHS does not recommend that you buy a small car, for a newer driver. They have put in a few on this list, as you heard, and the Mazda three, and I will agree with them. 1000% is one of the best. Uh, It it was redesigned in 2014 uh, from uh, the kind of lug it was before that. And everything on this car works good. If you get a later model, it is uh, has all the safety features that you would want. It rides well, it handles well. It's a very attractive-looking car, uh, and very cool people drive them. And they have a, uh, you know, you can still get one. You can find them with manual transmissions. So you get the manual transmission, you get a, a very safe car, one of the top safe cars out there, and you can probably buy into these cars for uh, under ten grand in a lot of places depending on the model you want so on and so forth so uh i hardly recommend uh the mazda 3 uh you know nathan owns one i've been a fan of the mazda 3 for a long time i think it's a great car i think it's one of the best i don't want to say unknown cars because i think people know them but it's just one of those cars that maybe is not top of mind but yet, as, as I will tell you, having driven them and and gotten into the, the Mazda 3, uh, if I was going to buy a car from my kid, that's one of the first cars I would look at. It's sporty looking. It has a hatchback. It's very maneuverable. Uh, they also have a sedan edition of it, which uh, I've driven. Uh, if you find the Mazda Speed 3, you got a real uh, um, bond burner on your hands although they're increasingly harder to find because the Mazda Speed went out of business a few years ago. So there is, uh, it's just a car that uh, that has a personality. And uh, again, for, you know, for 10 grand, uh, under 10 grand or around 10 grand, you're buying a car that uh, will give you, I think, some peace of mind. All right, that's the top uh, 20 cars. If you are out there car shopping And I know there's other ones that are out there that would fall into this. But this was the list that the IIHS put together, uh, the safest used cars for teen. In some cases, as we said, they may not be the prettiest. They may may not be the um, uh, uh, fastest, but... I don't think you particularly want the prettiest or the fastest when you're buying a first car for your kid. You want safety. You want reliability. You want to go to sleep at night thinking that they're not going to be stuck on some road somewhere, uh, not able to uh, to contact anybody because the the Schlemegi blew out in the car because they've been having trouble with those Schlemegis all the time. So a word to the wise there. And uh, good luck in your car hunting. The used car market is crazy. But according to the guys at uh, at Car Edge, uh, the market is starting to uh, balance it out, itself out a little bit. So hopefully you'll be able to find a, a decent buy out there for a used car for your kid. All right, we'll take a quick break here when we come back. We will have Yo, Vinny, and we will also uh, delve into the history of the Barbie car with the new Barbie movie coming out. A lot of uh, girls, their first car was one of those little Barbie action cars, wasn't it? All right, it's Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW. Coming,
2: the new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th. It's the world's finest travel car long run design for the most fun, Nash is a long distance car, it's sweet on the byways and fleet on the highways, the Nash is ahead by far, if you like to go places, see on the show places in this great land of ours, you'll want a Nash with all its flash and all its dash, you'll want Nash, the track. A ground car, a bait, safe and sound car, protecting those near and dear. A steel girder cruiser this big, and some cruiser can take it year after year. Nash is a road car, a big, heavy load car, the safest in every way. You're safer in a Nash with all its flash and all its dash. you love Nash, your are On Thursday, November 17th, see the greatest travel cars ever built. The beautiful new Nash Ambassador and Statesman. Brilliant new beauty, blazing new power, exclusive new travel features. They're years ahead of all other cars. The new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th at your Nash dealers. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound.
0: Right back with you on Drive Time Radio. I am your, hmm, excuse me, continual host, New York Vinny. Along with our good friend Nathan, uh, the producer who produces things and makes things work so well, and we always thank him for that. Thank you for listening, and thank you for uh, for those of you to participate in the show uh, financially. Um, we thank you as well as there are a, 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 you know a number of people, and uh, you can always get involved with advertising in, on our show by uh, giving me a holler uh, at. Um, 206 717 5700. 206 717 5700, like uh, George Jackson did. Uh, George Jackson of uh, George Jackson's advertising specialties. Uh, If you need something for your business, uh, you know, something to give away, tchotchkes uh, for your uh, little league team, shirts, things like that, George covers all of that stuff. He's on Facebook uh, on George Jackson Promotions. And you can find them on the Internet at George Uh Please help uh, keep this show going by participating in the people uh, in their businesses that participate in this show. All right. Uh, let's get back to it. We have, uh, of course, our favorite feature, uh, which Nathan is in charge of every week. Nathan, are you ready?
1: I am ready. More than ready this week, actually. Uh-oh. Well, uh, you know why? Because I'm going to ask you, yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week?
0: Nice, Nathan, nice. See, I, see, it's, uh, it's live. It's natural. Live is always better. I'm telling Still you. Still wish
1: I had a little bleep, bleep underneath it. Maybe I need well, to do that got, live, too. Yeah, you got it. Except exactly, I don't you think will. you want me to rev my engine, Noah. That'd be a little bit strange go for ahead, the radio. Go ahead, rev your engine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go I was thinking ahead. something else. Something Let's else
0: that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah be an electric car
1: <laughs>
0: you know that's that's one of the sad things about the internal combustion engine going away is that you know when we were kids we used to go vroom, 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 you know <laughs> now what are kid's gonna do go nah,
1: <laughs> or <It's crazy>. sh- <laughs> exactly
0: well i have noises that they got these cars making i, I don't know i don't know, you gotta get pretty-
1: that toyota hybrider no wine
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be good i like that all right uh matter of fact you'll hear that later in the show uh the 2020 lexus ls 500 is what i am driving this week it is uh lexus's flagship sedan it's their big car it is a, a luxury vehicle it is um everything that uh that I guess you want in a luxury car, and uh, again you have to you know the idea of a luxury car has been you know messed with over the past years because it used to be a luxury car it was a big car like a Lincoln or a Cadillac uh or a mercedes benz uh or, you know or something along those lines now we have smaller cars to the luxury cars we have cars to the luxury car. Uh, pretenders we have uh, regular cars that have luxurious interiors so there's a lot there Uh, but the Lexus see the one thing about Lexus you can always do is rely on it Uh, the LS hundred is roomy it is I think an improvement over any of the previous large Lexuses uh, especially in the um infotainment department they got rid of that god awful mouse paddy fingery thing and they you know just went to a touchscreen and i think it and redundant switches that you can feel not haptic switches so i think the, uh, the lexus ls 500 uh, so far has been a, a nice car to drive a premium car to drive it's not going to handle the best as far as uh, taking it out on a track, it'll ha- but it'll handle adequately for the road or the freeway. It's not going to be the fastest car. There are other cars in this class that will probably beat it. Uh, but when you talk about uh, stately, stately, and that's luxury, stately car to drive, the Lexus uh, gives up nothing to anybody else. So I'm enjoying my time in it this week. Uh, the uh, Lexus as i said the LS500 uh, does a lot uh, a lot of things we'll cover them more in uh the rev- you know in the full review but it um it really just uh is a solid luxury car that you know is going to serve you well you know there's a consistency you get with Toyota and Lexus uh, that you, you just know the car is going to be good. Find me somebody who's had a bad Toyota. I know there's a few of them out there because there's always a couple of bad ones in the group. But for the most part, man, oh, man, solid car. So I'm enjoying my week in the Lexus LS 500. We'll have a full review for you coming up here on Drive Time. All right, let's uh, get to our cartoon. Uh, we do it every week. The price of gas is Outrageous, even you know, it's not Biden or Trump or anything. It's taxes. We're we're taxed so much for gasoline in this state, and again, as I said before, we don't pay an income tax, so they got to get it from somewhere. It's no less to or to run this state because we don't have an income tax, so they have to get it somewhere, and and the road taxes are. One of the things that uh, people feel, that uh, legislators feel, that they can get people on. Well, this is nothing new. Back in the 70s, the kinks, uh, the Brothers Davies wrote and performed a great song about uh, not only the cost of a gallon of gas, but the scarcity of finding it. At the times, you know, there was a time here, kids, when we had to line up to get gas, even in odd days, and gas lines all over the place. And uh, the Brothers uh, Davies sing about it so well in this week's cartoon. There you go, the Brothers Davies, the Kinks, here on 1150 KKNW, and uh, a gallon of gas. A great song for the times, uh, you know, back in the... uh, mid 70s when we were all going through the gas crunch not only could you was it expensive and i remember when we thought 50 cents a gallon was expensive uh but also you couldn't find it you had to know somebody who had a gas station otherwise it was uh it was tough you had to line up and uh so on and so forth read your history books kids and you'll find and you'll see exactly what uh what we're talking about all right so that is our, our cartoon. It's brought to you every week in uh, the hopes that uh, you'll get a little bit more musically connected. Uh, with And the way things are going in the world today, we could all use a little bit more music in our lives. All right, let's talk about if if you ask, you know, the, the, the Barbie movie is coming out. I mean, you've seen commercials for it. It's all over the place. Barbie is undergoing a, a huge renaissance, although I don't think Barbie ever really went away. But this movie with uh, uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling uh, about Barbie having to survive and exist in the real world, uh, you know, is, uh, is I think, going to be one of the big summer hits uh, because it connects with so many different types of people. I mean, my daughter, who is 31 years old, uh, suggested that we go see the movie together. Uh, and, you know, and I remember buying her her Barbies and her first Barbie car and so on and so forth. And I saw in the movie that Barbie was driving, I think it was a, a, a 60 or a 61 Corvette. And, you know, Barbie is, and, and so it really got me thinking because I remember uh, my sisters having a, a Barbie car and Aaron having a Barbie car and so many, you know, uh, automotive Uh, connections to Barbie. So I got to researching a little bit and uh, found out that there was like some incredible cars. The first Barbie car came out in 1962. So Barbie was introduced in like 59 and the Barbie car came out in 62. It was modeled after uh, Barbie's own sports car was an Austin Healey, about 18 inches long, uh, it is in orange with aqua seats. You know, Barbie always had a kind of a weird uh color thing going on, I and mean, she always liked pink a lot. And uh, but again, it's a it's a, a car that you can fit Barbie and Ken into. But Barbie had control of the car. It was Barbie's car, it wasn't Ken's car, and Barbie was driving it. And I think sociologically that said a lot to little girls. At that time, because remember at that time, and if you don't remember, at that time, one of the biggest jokes the comedian used to use was women drivers. It was generally considered that women were not equal to the task of driving like a man was. And I think that this car and some of the subsequent Barbie cars gave Barbie control over the situation as opposed to, uh, you know, having a G.I. Joe Jeep where, you know, Ken came home on leave. Uh, The car was made by the Irwin Toy Company uh, of of New Hampshire, excuse me, they were in Nashville New Hampshire, and is a really kind of cool-looking period piece. It it copies the Austin uh, really nicely, does a great job of, um, you know, of of copying that car. As uh, time went on, Barbie moved on. Uh, From the Austin Healey, they wanted, uh, you know, kind of a different different take on it. So in 1962, later in 1962, they came out with a Barbie and, you see, Ken had to get into the act, Uh, Mercedes-Benz convertible. And this is a really cool-looking little Mercedes-Benz. It comes in a powder blue or a green, uh, again, made by the Irwin Corporation of New Hampshire for Mattel and uh, turquoise and orange, and uh, again, a sharp-looking car, and once again, a car that was centered not on Ken, but on Barbie. In sixty three they came out Barbie, Ken, and Midge. Remember Midge? I I don't, but I'm sure my sister does, and I know she listens. Uh, a A hot rod. So this was like that uh, 32 Ford uh that you see that you know in southern California and that car that that Barbie car um kind of stepped it up a notch. It was now it's it's funny because on the illustration on the box they don't have Barbie driving this one. They have Ken driving the car. But I'm pretty sure that, uh, as a matter of fact, it was marketed as Ken's hot rod. So they didn't want to besmirch Bobby's reputation by having her own a a, a, a nasty hot rod. Uh, that was quite a, a, a faithful and true production to what you would have seen. Looks like it's got a Chevy uh, a V8 in there with side pipes, uh, three deuces uh, for car vendors. I mean, it's a really sharp-looking car, Ken is all dressed up in his driver's coat to get it. <laughs> and they do have some shots here of Barbie driving the car. So, uh, I mean, at least she didn't get totally shot out. Maybe Ken maybe Ken had a teacher how to drive stick. Maybe it was, uh, you know, that was the story. Uh, in 64, uh, you know, uh, throughout time, they came out with different roadsters and variations on different roadsters, the Mercedes, uh Roadster seemed to be a popular, and they kind of got away from branding cars, and that's what you had until about 1969, when you had the uh, Barbie people, Mattel people, come out with Dune Buggy Barbie. Uh, there was a uh, they called it a Sand Buggy and a sports car, but the Sand Buggy was uh, uh dollars and it was a copy of a Myers Manx. Um, Dune Bug, you know, the one that used to unbolt Volkswagen body and latch on, uh, the fiberglass Manx body. And they were all a-rage in California. I saw a lot of them in New York. It was a Volkswagen engine. And, uh, you know, and and Barbie went Dune Bug, the sign of the times. And those were available from 69 to 71. There was also a very, uh, Vette looking, you know, it's kind of weird because it looked like a Corvette in the front and a Rambler American in the back. I don't know what designer uh, got to that, uh, did that, but it was interesting. There was also, uh, in Europe, available a Barbie motorcycle. It really was a scooter, like a three-wheeled scooter. Uh, It looked like the old Cushman scooters. But for the first time, you had uh, Barbie on a motorcycle. And They continued on with those themes uh, for years and years and then in 71 barbie started to go camping they came out with the country camper barbie i i don't know if ken could stay in the country camper in 1971 they didn't intimate that barbie and ken slept in the same car uh but it was a a huge success for mattel uh the uh country camper was found in the sears catalog and uh, different variations of this route where they had a tent that folded out from the side and cooking utensils and picnic tables and everything. But the Country Camper was quite popular. And uh, on eBay these days brings a lot of money. They're rare. So if you go on eBay, you look for these things. In 72, the Sun and Fun buggy was back uh, for Barbie. And as you went through the 70s, there were all different progressions of the sports cars and the uh, camper. And, again, the camper was a delicate situation because you had to dance around still in those days the fact that, you know, Barbie and Ken couldn't um, co You know, it, it would be a scandal if you suggested uh, that Barbie and Ken would sleep in the same, in the same camper. In the same place, so you had to make sure that you had <clears throat> a clear distinction that they both didn't stay in the camp together, or else you wouldn't have sold one south of the Mason-Dixon line. Very coolly, very coolly. Yeah, I guess so. Um, in Australia, the uh, uh, the uh, Barbie people in Australia, who was Empire Toys brought out a Volkswagen bus camper, which is really cool. The only problem was Barbie didn't fit in it. (laughs) It was really tough. Uh, Her her head stuck out of it. Uh, Midge, I guess, or the companion doll Skipper, you know, certainly fit into it. Uh, But, uh, again, a great uh, collector's item. They also came out with a trailer so Barbie could go camping uh, and and hook up to the dune buggy. So there was a lot of really cool Barbie items that were coming out, but again, all centered around cars, and all centered around uh, the fact that it was, I thought at the time, it was the first opportunity uh, for girls, little girls, to feel okay and good about putting Barbie in a car. You know, think of the the cultural shift that we had in the first 10 years of the Barbie cars from where, you know, Alan King and other comedians were on the Ed Sullivan show talking about women drivers and how bad they were to, uh, you know, now we have Barbie driving a big camper and towing a trailer uh, and, and there's even a dead fish available for the trailer. In the, uh, in the pictures here. I'll put a link up to this website. It's really interesting. Barbies. Uh, there's a guy in Holland uh, that puts out these Barbie lists. And uh, they have everything on here. The beach bus. I mean, there's some really cool Barbie stuff when you get into and start looking at all of this Barbie stuff that was available. Um you know, everything from, uh, in 1976, the pink and purple Star Corvette for Barbie. Uh, in 76, they also issued a Ferrari for Barbie. But I really like uh, the Star Traveling Motorhome, which was, uh, if you ever see the movie Stripes, there's that big motorhome, GM motorhome from the '70s that they uh, that they used. They traveled through Germany with and caused a lot of problems. Well, this was one of those configured for Barbie. And I'll tell you what, man, if you're into RV life, if you follow that kind of thing on YouTube, you're. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're you're. This is this is that in 1976. It's amazing. So a bunch of really good stuff on here. And, again, I'll put the link. But here's um, – I, I think this will play through uh, – let, let's see if this plays through the speakers.
2: Here comes Barbie fun, Barbie super Three secrets Barbie and sport and shave Ken dolls, he sold separately. Barbie's taking her driver's test. I'm Ken watching. You can start, steer, and stop the Barbie super by remote control. She passed the test. Batteries mm-hmm. not included. Barbie's a super driver. Bye. Bye. Barbie Super Vet car with remote control. Beauty Secrets Barbie and Sport and Shave Ken dolls each sold separately from Mattel.
0: Sport and Shave Ken dolls. That must have been something worth seeing right there. Anyway, uh, that was uh, the Corvette appeared many many times in uh, the Barbie line of cars throughout the years, uh, in the, especially in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, There must have been a deal with Chevrolet or something like that because the Corvette really uh, made its mark, as well as did Ferrari. There were a couple uh, of um, Barbie Ferraris, and also the Jeep made an appearance in Western Barbie, which included a four-wheel drive uh, vehicle, a horse trailer, uh, and a horse. You got all of that with the Barbie. By the way, they always tell you Barbie not included in those uh in those different configurations but the barbie barbie trap trailer uh again look cool i think at this point uh you know the barbie cars look cooler than the cars that guys could get uh, they also got it to remote control the one that i like a lot is the 81 volkswagen golf cabriolet i had an 83 volkswagen golf uh, cabriolet or rabbit convertible as it was known here and uh that was a that was a, a, a cool little car and i'm glad that barbie got to uh got to participate in it as well so throughout the years a lot of really great Barbie cars uh, and and I truly believe cars that mirrored um the societal change in what we saw it was it it gave girls at the time who were told repeatedly by men that they were stupid and they didn't know how to drive. It gave them their own car and their own identity and their own way to, you know, to feel like they were as good as the, um, you know, the boys when it came to cars. And as a matter of fact, in in the comments in this uh, Internet site, there was one of a few people who said I would rather have had the Barbie Jeep than the G.I. Joe Jeep with the spotlight in the back and everything. I had a G.I. Joe when I was a kid and I had the Jeep and everything. My parents got that for me. And it was, uh, you know, I didn't feel like it made me want to be a soldier or empowered me in any way, but it was um, something kind of kind of groovy to see. All right uh, so that's a little look at Barbie and as I said I'll put a link to this in our uh, our uh, in our uh, on our Facebook page and let you go in and take a look at all these really cool Barbie cars that are uh, that are out there there's some really cool stuff uh, again in the uh, 70s 80s 90s really kind of focusing in on Corvette and Ferrari so really really good stuff all right, um, let's see. It, it, just about 8.56, we have time to quickly do our uh, our review, I believe, which is uh, what we like to do uh, at this time as we close the show out. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. There we go, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, this, is, uh, this goes in the category of good Uh, This week, we take a look at the Toyota Crown, which the 2023 Crown is a spectacular car. Uh, I know it's one of those cars that people either go thumbs up or thumbs down to. I think Toyota was was actually very smart in bringing out the Toyota Crown, which is a unique looking car. It kind of takes the place of the big car in their uh, stable of cars, their crown vehicle, if you will. If you are watching on the Internet, you can see it here. A beautiful car it sits up high it's a four-door SUV but it's an SUV that has that slope group, that kind of BMW explored in there for sport what they call activity vehicle so it looks like a car but in reality they uh, market it as an SUV it sits up higher off the ground it has some design cues that are unique to just about anything it's a big car it's roomy it, uh, the version I drove, which was the Hybrid Max, was spectacular with gas and uh, had a lot of, and, and a great design on the car as well. Flowing lines uh, that brought any, you know, that, that brings your eye uh, to the car. It's, you know, if I was going to buy a Camry, I'd go and I'd look at one of these uh, because between the hybrid powertrain and the new body style that you are seeing this uh you know this kind of cross between a uh an suv and a sedan uh i think toyota nailed maybe maybe the only thing i didn't like about the car was the trunk is that you had a a smaller trunk opening for a large uh rear area so if you had to put something big in there you might be out of luck but for the most part it was uh, a spectacular car uh, car runs for about uh, in the uh, north of $55,000 if you get the uh, version uh, that I got, with, uh, that I drove with all of the MAC stuff on it and everything. But again, Toyota coming up with a unique car that's a winner, that's quick, and I liked a lot of what I saw in the 2023 Toyota Ground. That'll wrap it up for us here on Drive Time. Thank you for listening. Hope you learned something from the show. And we'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the Creek don't rise on KKNW.